So we're here with um, Chris and our guest host, Dom. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, so I just wanted to start off, uh, as we normally do, by just asking you guys some questions about yourselves. I guess, what unit of distance would you say best describes the pace at which you live your life, Chris? Probably like oh, inch, inch at a time. How about you, Dom? I live my life a quarter mile at a time. All right, that's interesting. Would you say that um, all of us are friends? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, yeah. man. How about you, Dom? I don't have friends. What? Why not? I got family. Aw, Dom. Hey, this guy. Uh, thanks, Dom, but, uh, you know, you're coming on a little strong. <laughs> I've been told. We don't really know you that well yet. I met you five minutes ago. <laughs> um... All right. Uh, do you guys want to grab lunch after <laughs> we record this episode? Yeah, sure. How about you, Dom? You in? Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Uh, all right. Doesn't really answer a question, but okay. Ride or die. So is that a no for lunch then, Dom? I just want to race. <laughs> all right, Dom, we don't really want you to record this episode with us anymore. Well, we're going to have to ask you to leave. I don't have friends. Dom, maybe this is why you don't have friends. Loretta! <laughs> Alright. Welcome to a series series of utmost importance, the series. I'm Neil. And I'm Chris. Uh... Dom and Tom both couldn't be here with us uh, for the remainder of the episode. Let's just get right to it. Alrighty. Chris, is this the best series of all time or the most important series of all time? Which one would you say best describes it? Can I choose all the above? Yes. This, um, it's about cars, but more importantly, it's about family, as Dom so. And Corona. And Corona. <laughs> this started in 2001 as sort of a loose remake of Point Break. Mm, I didn't know that. And it was Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor, uh, was infiltrating this street racing ring led by a young Groot. <laughs> and the big climax scene of the movie is like there's a dvd player heist so that should sort of tell you all you need to know about the time period of the first movie and it was a mediocre movie what do you think i thought it was it was different that was one thing i don't think we had seen um honestly a movie that had so focused on kind of car culture at the time and i think it actually had a pretty strong uh cultural impact in terms of just like cars in general i remember after seeing the movie i mean honestly it might have just been my cousin's boyfriend he was really into cars at the time and there would be like all these meetups and everything so i think it actually had a wider impact than just what what was seen on the tv growing up in uh, la did you ever see any street races i didn't i was lame as a kid still pretty lame now but a little bit cooler um i didn't but i had heard that my uncle used to race and the craziest part about it was this all kind of happened in the setting at which uh fast fears the first one takes place um 
you know, a lot of key, I think it's like another, like the Silver Lake Echo Park area, which has gone through like crazy changes over the years, so it's no longer what it is now, or what it was back then, but um, a lot of the key scenes, especially that one where the, um, I guess, the Asian gangster, like he, right after he shoots uh, um, Toretto's guy, uh, he's like running his motorcycle down and gets shot, and then he dies under that underpass, and I drive under that underpass every time I see my grandma, so I pour one out for him every time I drive by. Wait, sorry. You, did you say your uncle died in a street race? Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Sorry. Totally off topic. Um, my uncle used to race cars back in the day. It's just a, as a for fun thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be joking around about this if that was the case. I was like, oh no. This just got so somber. Like, I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> Uh, so the movie made enough money and, uh, it had like slightly enough quality. So, um, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think one of the bigger, more exciting parts of this movie was the, the romance between Paul Walker and Mia or Jordana Brewster. Is there anything really more to say about the first installment? It was a very, uh, traditional like action movie. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it was the first one. No one really knew how well it was going to do. And, I mean, honestly, how did it do at the box office? Did it kill it, or did they... Because... Let's see. Oh, okay, so they... Actually, the box office, they made over $207 million. Um, Is that Yeah, good? I mean, because their budget was $38 million. So, oh. I think for a film with... I, I think at the time, there weren't really any well-known actors in it as well. I think this was Paul Walker's big break. I think this was Vin Diesel's big break. And just a lot of, like, you know, it was kind of a very low-flying film that just kind of surprised everyone. Yeah. Then they it made enough money that they wanted to make the sequel. And Vin Diesel did not want to make the sequel. He did not want to make Too Fast, Too Furious in 2003. So... They offered him $20 million, and he passed on it because he said the script wasn't any good, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do Chronicles of Riddick yeah, instead. <laughs> because he did that, I think that was the first little bit where the franchise started opening up. So you have Paul Walker, and then you have Tyrese, <laughs> uh, Roman Pierce. We hungry. This was a bad movie. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't great. It it had Ludacris in it as well. Eva Mendez. Did the first one have Ludacris? He didn't. Ludacris was not in it. Um, he was supposed to be like uh, Paul Walk Brian's like good friend, and they're like watching uh, boat races at the time, and he's like, "Hey, this is Ludacris and Tyrese, obviously." Oh, that's right, because Ludacris also did the theme song for this movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, or as it's better known by its actual title, Act a Fool. (laughs) So if Vin Diesel had been in Too Fast, Too Furious, we never would have gotten Tyrese, we never would have gotten Ludacris, probably. And these ended up being important characters later on in the franchise. That was a good point, actually. They didn't really get a chance to expand the universe and... 
Yeah, we'll introduce a lot more uh, newer characters. I mean, so I mean, what what was your opinion of this movie? I know you said that it wasn't it wasn't great, but did what did you leave seeing this movie with anything like you know what this could be something they they could build something bigger uh, to this than what it was? <laughs> no, no? <laughs> no, I left I left thinking, well, <laughs> what a bad movie. They didn't need to make this movie, but so to be fair. I didn't see these movies in theaters. I saw them like on home video, mm-hmm. um, probably all in a row mm-hmm. um, before number five came out. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, that's a lie. I tried to see the fourth one in theaters and um, I just walked out because I thought it was really bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did you, what was your opinion of this movie? Too fast, too furious. That Tyrese was funny. It, that's pretty much it. I, I think it left me with one of the most like the worst scenes ever though. When they're uh, there's an undercover cop and they put the rat on his stomach and put a bucket on, over it, and then they try to light the bucket on uh, heat the bucket up so that the only way down is through the man's gut. Um, yeah. I don't remember that. No, it's it, it's a pretty messed up scene. Like Brian and Tyrese are like hanging out together. They go meet this like drug cartel guy and they're playing undercover as they basically do the entire series <laughs> they're undercover and you know they're getting worried that they're going to be caught and the guy's like if anyone messes with me this is what i do to them and then he chose the guy and then kind of pretty messed up um there was actually another film there was a prelude a prelude short film it was called Turbocharged. The prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious. Did you know about I, this? This is the first I'm hearing about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's actually called Turbocharged Prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious. Taking place after The Fast and The Furious, Brian O'Connor tries to evade the law, which leads up to the events of Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> uh. Which just reminds me how much... I think my favorite my absolute favorite thing about this series is the naming conventions (laughs) like so we have the fast and the furious we have too fast too furious after that of course fast and furious tokyo drift the best one is it the best one i think it is i it's a shame i never saw it i think it is i think the idea of moving it to japan is pretty awesome because they did introduce a brand new type of driving called drifting, and I mean that was that was all the rage. Um, I think they also introduced the coolest Fast and Furious character too, Han. I mean that guy is a badass. That guy's awesome, and I think the fact that he's always eating is a pretty funny thing too. Kind of oh, like Brad Pitt in the Ocean's movies, exactly. Every time you see him, he's eating like a Japanese snack. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's the Japanese Brad Pitt. <laughs> so, did it confuse you when Han died in this movie? It did. I felt that it kind of built it up. But then at the same time, I think it was kind of understandable. They had to start this movie with also a new character, um who had, like, an Alabama accent. I don't know what his name is. Because Paul Walker could not come back because he was filming Snow Dogs. 
So oh, is that the reason? Yeah, so okay. they didn't have Paul Walker, and I mean, they just decided to kind of like re. In a way, they kind of rebooted the franchise with this other guy, and introduced Bow Wow, introduced Han, and obviously DK, the Drift King. <laughs> Bow Wow was in this. He was. He plays the guy who gets everyone everything in the school. It's kind of interesting. But the overall storyline of this one's a bit absurd. Um, this guy comes from America after he's gotten into a few run-ins run with the law, moves to Japan where his dad's hanging out, and you know starts the school in Japan with, I guess, an inability to speak Japanese. So you know that makes tons of sense. <laughs> gets into some beef with the, I guess, quote-unquote head of the school, DK who's the Drift King, really great at driving, and he's also got ties to the Yakuza. They just slide that in there. And this big beef just kind of leads up to a giant event where they both race down a mountain and the Yakuza shows up. And then after um, the main character wins, the Yakuza goes, I respect that, and then lets him live. And, oh my god. You know, it's, it's an awful movie. So... I I'm, I might watch it, but realistically, I probably won't. But I know that at the end of it, uh, is it a post credit scene where Vin Diesel shows up? Exactly. Um, as because uh, Han dies at the end, and then as they're pulling into the parking lot, Vin Diesel goes, "This guy wants to race you. He's from America, and it's Vin Diesel." And he goes, "I don't know." And he pulls up, goes, "Hey, uh, I'm a friend of Han's." And then the main guy in the movie goes, I didn't know Han was into American muscle. And then that's when Vin Diesel goes, he was when he was rolling with me. And then it just cuts to scene. And, it, I mean, that's awesome. So, apparently, Vin Diesel was originally supposed to star in Tokyo Drift. Um, it, the first draft was Tokyo Drift with Vin Diesel's character. And his character had to go out and learn drifting. And there was a murder he had to solve. <laughs> And I'm reading this article, and it says... And they said, no, we can't do that. We have to do high school. Well. <laughs> um, was that... It was the lowest... Gr what? He had to solve a murder, you said? Yeah. Was the murder Han? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Um, it's the lowest grossing film in the franchise, and I think that's what made them get the original cast back for the sequel. Uh -huh. um, the the reason there was ever a sequel was because Vin Diesel agreed to like do this cameo at the end. I see. Um, and I think if he didn't do that, the franchise probably would have just fizzled out there. I'd agree. And we never would have gotten the really confusing-ass chronology of this series because Tokyo Drift takes place after Fast and Furious 6. Uh -huh. Doesn't it? I believe so, because, I mean... Han is still alive. I think he eventually moves back to Tokyo after Wonder Woman dies. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the character of Han was introduced in Tokyo Drift because I think Tokyo Drift was directed by Justin Lin, right? So Han is played by Sung Kang, and Justin Lin made this movie in 2002 called Better Luck Tomorrow. And the character... And Sung Kang is in this movie as a character named Han. Ooh. And so Justin Lin sort of retconned it 
and said, this is the same Han as in Fast and Furious. So this is technically this random 2002 Asian crime drama called Better Luck Tomorrow, <laughs> directed by Justin Lin, is technically part of the Fast and Furious series. That's that's I didn't know that. That's actually really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Tokyo Drift, we have not the Fast and the Furious, but we have Fast and Furious. <laughs> you know, did you see this one? I I did see this one. The saddest thing, I don't... Could you recap the story to me? The, the the namings of this confuse me. So they took out the two thes and added an ampersand instead of a, an actual word and. Oh my god, you're right, they did. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so this is, a, this is set before number three, but after number two. It's five years after the events of the first film. Dom and his new crew... Um, have been hijacking fuel tankers in the Dominican Republic. Then Dom disbands the crew because the heat is too much. Um, and then later he's informed that Letty has been murdered. Mm. Um, I think Letty is what Michelle Rodriguez's yep. character, right? Yep. Uh, Brian joins Dom to go to Mexico and they're like trying to hunt down who killed Letty. Uh, essentially, that's it. <laughs> There's car chases, there's street races and stuff, you know, the usual. <laughs> I'm hedging because I never actually saw this movie. <laughs> oh, this is the one okay. that I walked out of the theater in. <laughs> so I do kind of loosely remember this storyline. Um, the idea is you think Letty dies because cause one of the main bad guys claims he killed her. But in actuality, she ended up escaping. You just don't know that while you're watching the movie. Um, I think it's also one of the first times you see his crew, as you had initially pointed out, because Han is actually in this movie. And they introduce a lot of other characters, too. Um, there's these two Puerto Rican guys in it that have a great back and forth. I don't know their names. They, they're they always in all the movies. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I mean, that. I think that's the general thing, is they are trying to help Paul Walker find this guy named Braga. And the entire time, you think they're catching Braga, but it's actually his bodyguard, who's the main guy, who's the main bad guy. Um, you know, it's kind of confusing. I think the best scene is just the end, where the main bad guy just gets T-boned by one of the cars. <laughs> um, Gal Gadot is also in this She, actually I'm sorry that's how she is introduced into this universe as well she plays as this undercover liaison for the main bad guy Braga so you know you think she's bad but she's actually undercover as is everyone else in this oh. universe and yeah that is actually how she gets introduced to Dom's crew that's cool Yeah. there's a prequel movie to this also called Los Bandoleros <laughs> Set before Fast and Furious, after Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh my god. Um, so this was the last traditional, I'd say, Fast and Furious movie. Because right after this, with Fast Five, they were like, let's stop making these m movies about street racing, and instead, let's basically have a superhero universe where the superpowers are cars. Is that a fair way to describe what the franchise became? 
Absolutely. They just had unrealistic driving, and that ability in itself just kind of upped it to a superhero movie. That and adding The Rock. was The Rock was added in Fast Five, right? Yep. And, yeah. I mean, I think before we get into this one, I think this one was um, kind of a momentous one, because I think this is the one, didn't we watch this during graduation, or is this is it the next one? Uh, uh, well, this is set in 2011. This uh, came out no, in 2011, so, so probably not during graduation. Never mind. Um, tuh, tuh, tuh. Yeah, so they made the series into a heist series, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the... It, in other territories, this was actually just called Fast and Furious 5 Rio Heist. But... In in we're lucky because we got the normal title of Fast Five. <laughs> so to recap, the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo. Sorry, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast Ampersand Furious, and now Fast Five. <laughs> oh, um, this is the one where they're. They have these two cars and the giant bank vault, and they have the street race. They're uh-huh. racing around uh, Rio, carrying this giant bank vault behind them in these two cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, they brought all the characters from the franchise together, except for the main guy in Tokyo Drift, right? Yes, he actually never gets brought back because he was awful. No, he um, he's in I think number eight. Why? Why are they doing this? He he has a cameo essentially in number eight. He was supposed to have a bigger role, but the actor I think um, is on one of the NCISs or something, oh. so he couldn't really fit it in. But Fast Five was legitimately a good movie. It was a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. It I think by this point everyone involved in making the series was just having fun with it, and it shows. Absolutely. I think uh, this is when the chemistry between the characters kind of came out. You could tell, see, like, Tyrese is always kind of a kind of a funny character, but it was cool to see how everyone played their own separate role. One thing that kind of was weird, though, is apparently Ludacris learned how to hack computers. <laughs> and just this computer science genius, I don't know. that. <laughs> I don't even know the word to describe that development. It's crazy (laughs) (laughs) just say he entered the matrix and learned it um Um, yeah but i mean for this for this movie uh dom is now i guess in rio hiding and that's where the rock comes in and the rocks this u.s agent trying to bring toretto in and you know long story short uh, go Story ends up being somehow Rock helps out the Rock, or sorry, uh, Dom helps out the Rock. Rock Rock likes Dom, and then you know sets the introduction to the next movie. And the next movie is Fast and Furious Six. But what pisses me off is that the title card for this movie read Furious Six. <laughs> Like, the title flashed on the screen and it said Furious 6, but the full title is Fast and Furious 6. (laughs) So in this one, Michelle Rodriguez comes back, I think, 
Uh, is that correct? I believe she does as a brainwashed undercover agent. Yeah, um, because the bad guy, Luke Evans' character, um, Shaw, but not... So, so this is... Which, this is Owen Shaw. Um, so she is b- brainwashed into being part of Owen Shaw's crew of essentially counterparts to the good Fast and Furious crew. They're like evil mirrors. This is like the Injustice League to the Justice League <laughs> of the Rock's crew. So she's on the bad guys uh, team for this movie and then her brainwashing is undone and she remembers that she loved Dom. Um, <laughs> and then what they did in this one is this is the last one set before Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. In a mid-credits scene, uh, I think after the end of this movie, Han is like, I'm going back to Tokyo. Right? Um, that, I'm, I believe so, because... Actually, no, I think this is right before that, because I think Gal Gadot is still alive in this movie. Spoiler alert. Um, no, she dies in this movie. Oh. Oh. And that's why, that's why Han... Yeah, Giselle sacrifices herself to save Han from Shaw's henchmen, who Han then kills. And so he's sad, and he goes to Tokyo. That's where you go to run away from your your love troubles, and then in and then they play the scene where he dies in Fast and Furious Three, but they add in Jason Statham's character <laughs> being the guy who is driving the other car, and he has like a sinister phone call where he calls Dom. He says, "You don't know me. You're about to," and that's setting up him as the other Shaw. And the bad guy for Furious 7. <laughs> uh, what the hell is this series? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a telenovela sometimes, but I love it. When we recap it, it sounds worse than it is. Because it's, it's the, the point of these movies, I don't think, is the storyline. The point is that they're fun and they know exactly what they want to be. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'd equate it to Transformers and that they have a cool instead of robots or cars, they do have very attractive characters on both ends, and that <laughs> brings people to see the movie. Um, yeah. Also, The Rock. <laughs> also, The Rock. That's true. That's true. I think this series is better than the Transformers series. Oh, absolutely. Um. So. Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham's character, is the main bad guy in Furious 7. And obviously, Furious 7 is interesting because Paul Walker died between Fast and Furious 6 and Furious 7. Mm -hmm. And he had filmed most of his scenes. Um, And it's really sad how he died, but also really ironic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I still actually remember where I was when I heard about it. It was kind of out of nowhere. It was, I think it was on Thanksgiving, actually. Was it? It was that or maybe a day before he passed away. But, uh, you know, he got into the car of his friend, and they were driving a Porsche. And I guess the Porsche 
lost control after driving really fast. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a shock to everyone. I think, you know, I remember seeing, I think this was when Instagram or Twitter was coming around, that Vin Diesel had made, like, a really emotional post about it because, like, they had been through this franchise together that, you know, how many years is it at this point? Um, 2001 to... 2015. So it's like they were... But they yeah. were together for like fourteen years. That's that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, the way they finished the the so they they had to push the release date by a while, and the budget ballooned because they had to like figure out how to use Paul Walker's shot scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had his brothers. Uh, sorry, one brother. They had his brother be like a body stand-in, and then they mapped. Paul Walker's face onto his brother with CGI. Mm-hmm. But they got like his family's blessing to do this because <laughs> the family wanted the character to be like retired from the franchise. Uh, and the filmmakers agreed. They said, we're not going to kill Paul Walker's character. So what they do is they have him and Mia sort of drive off into the sunset. Is that right? Yep. With the saddest song ever. Oh my God. It is the saddest song ever. <laughs> it's been a long day. Without you, my friend, friend. (laughs) and I'll tell you all about it when When I I see you again. And then Wiz Khalifa comes in. (laughs) (laughs) That is so sad. And it it was a really popular song, too, but I just got sad every time it came on the radio. (laughs) Because, yeah, it's kind of a flashback. I mean, the worst is, like, you see the scene, like, they're all on the road, Dom looks over... CGI Paul Walker looks over and then they just drive off into like separate distances or separate directions. And you're like, this is, this is it. The thing is, it wasn't it though. <laughs> they thought, I thought, you know, Paul Walker's, you know, he passed away. They're going to kind of close up the franchise. They brought back another movie. Uh, and what movie is that, Neil? That is uh, Fast and Furious 8. Is that the correct title? I believe so. But to double check, because... No. it's. I'm sorry. That, I can't believe I did that. It's not Fast and Furious 8. This cemented this series as having the best naming convention. <laughs> Even better than the Die Hard series, I would imagine. This is the fate of the Fury. <laughs> uh, and so what do they do here? They have Cypher, um, who I believe is... <laughs> God, I forget her. I forget the actress's name. Oh, wait, is that Natalie Emmanuel? Nope, it's Charlize Theron. Natalie Emmanuel um, is in, in fat- number six oh. as well. She get, She joined the crew in... Sorry, number seven. She joins the crew in Furious uh, 7 I as Taj's love interest. Just before we move on to this next installment, I think Furious 7 did give us one of the best scenes ever. You know, they've been trying to track Deckard Shaw, and I think at the top of a parking structure, you know, Deckard Shaw is just standing there outside and Dom Toretto's in a car, and you're like, you can get him now. Just hit him with your car. But instead, Dom has to walk out of his car, go into his <laughs> trunk, and pull out like a uh, like a lead pipe, and they literally just fight each other with like lead pipes and sledgehammers. Oh my god! 
and I, I now I'm remembering sort of how that scene ends, like something about an, uh, like the parking structure collapsing, and then Vin Diesel delivers a line like, "That's the thing about fighting on the street." The street fights back, or something <laughs> like that. And if, I mean, I've never seen this happen in a theater before, but every single person just stood up and clapped. Um, it also gave us a lot of great uh, scenes with The Rock. I remember, I think, at the beginning of the movie, he gets injured, and yeah. he has to wear this cast on his arm, and he's in the hospital. But then the mid movie, like we need you, so the Rock just gets up, flexes, and breaks <laughs> off this cast. And he says, "Daddy's got to go to work." <laughs> uh, what a genius, genius script. Sometimes I wonder if I could write a movie. Probably not. You could write that. a movie. You could write a movie, but you probably wouldn't have the budget to make it as good. If I could get The Rock to play one of my characters, it might take off. If The Rock played every character? He should. Like, like, a, a, like a, a Tyler Perry situation? Exactly. Or like, um, what was that movie with Ed, uh, Eddie Murphy? Uh, Nutty as Professor. A, yeah, Nutty Professor. It might work. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Furious 7, I remember actually having a... I didn't like Furious 7. I, uh, understanding the circumstances behind how they made the movie mm-hmm. um, and I think they did a good job with that but I think just sort of as a result like inevitably the script didn't make as much sense and the tone was a little bit all over the place mm-hmm. um, and you know the seams showed a little but that being said I completely understand why that happened I mean it must be incredibly hard to make a movie when one of your main leads dies Yep. Um, but I just remember not liking it that much but the fate of the furious number eight um this is the one where the rock and vin diesel don't share any scenes because they had this big fight Uh and i don't do you know the details of the fight i don't remember the details I actually don't either. There was just speculation that they weren't getting along because I think this is around the time also where The Rock was becoming a mega movie star. You know, he branched into the Fast Furious. He started having his own movies as well. Um, and I think people were claiming that either he or Vin Diesel had too big of a head and they just <laughs> wouldn't, like, agree with anything, so... Oh, you meant you meant like egos. I thought you meant literally their head sizes. I mean, were just... they might they couldn't fit into the dressing room, you know. <laughs> um, so, The Rock uh, made an Instagram post where he referred to. He said some male co-stars conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it, anyways. Candy asses. And two years later, he said, um, he, he said, yeah, that actually referred to Vin Diesel. Oh, so he doubled down on it. You know, he didn't. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you so, know. So, what? I mean, that's, that, that surprises me because I feel like The Rock always comes off as a very genuinely nice guy. I think he is. I, I mean, without knowing the details, I side with him over Vin Diesel. I can see Vin Diesel as sort of probably being a diva. 
like the reports of how he films um, these. Like he was obviously Tyrese all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So this is where like behind the scenes of the franchise sort of starts um, crumbling a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the movie where they give us cars in the Arctic racing a submarine. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. That's literally all I remember from <laughs> from the movie was Vin Diesel now can drive a submarine. Or I, no, he wasn't. I don't think he was driving the submarine, was I, he? I think one of them was, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is also the scene where cars parachute out of... This is the movie where cars parachute out of a plane. Is that correct? Oh, that is true. And they land on ice. Somehow that works. That's stupid. <laughs> One day their ideas will get to them. Um, but in the scenes that The Rock and Vin Diesel are in in the movie where they're supposed to be in the same room, they're just never in the same shot because they were all filmed separately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and The Rock goes to jail at some point in this and uh, has like a fight with uh, Jason Statham in jail. And the chemistry between those two during those scenes um, is why... Um, sorry, and and then they get recruited to like help the good guys. So this is where they start rehabilitating Jason Statham's character. Um, and there's the scene where he's on a plane like rescuing the baby. Hmm, I don't remember this. <laughs> um, yeah. So they had really good chemistry, and it was good enough that they wanted to make a spinoff, which we'll talk about in a sec. But is there anything else to say about the fate of the Furious? Uh the fate's not looking so good. Um, you know, this this is around the time where I think Tyrese was kind of, you know, losing some bolts in his head because he started publicly calling out The Rock for being selfish. And uh, a very recent post he put up was, Congratulations to At The Rock and your brother-in-law, also known as Seven Bucks producing partner, H.H. Garcia, for making the Fast and Furious franchise about you. <laughs> Man, shut up, Tyrese. <laughs> no one cares what you think. Oh, man. He claimed that the re- the reason he made these public whiny posts is because he needed money for child support or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have starred in some of the biggest movies of the last ten years. The, if you don't have money now, that's your that's because you're bad with money. Well, I think the funniest thing about it was when he was making all these posts, I think I remember Will and Jada... Pinkett Smith being like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars. Just shut up. <laughs> he literally posted, he posted that onto his Instagram. So <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So none of the, none of the like old guard of cast members, I think, were thrilled that The Rock and Jason Statham got a spinoff. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Because. This looks like a good movie. Yeah. The trailer for Hobbs and Shaw dropped recently. Um, and Idris Elba is the bad guy. Where's Wallace, string? Where's Wallace? Um, yeah, so Idris Elba is in it as basically a souped-up superhuman. I guess like Captain America. And he's now... I guess it's on The Rock and... Uh, Jason Statham to take him down. 
So that's crazy that they're just flat out abandoning whatever little semblance of realism they had <laughs> exactly. in the series. They're like, now we're literally just going to make Idris Elba bulletproof. We're going to have superhumans in the franchise now. Maybe it's a tie into the Avengers. <laughs> Idris Elba was already in the MCU. Oh, you're right. He. Rip. Too bad. Um, you know who wasn't in the MCU yet? The Rock. They could use another character. Maybe like a Drax, yeah. a Drax like cousin. Although his whole family died, right? It's true. Yeah. And you know, who knows if um, if Dave Bautista will even want to stay in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies anymore. He mm. was really pissed at Disney for firing James Gunn. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the time, I felt like it's the smart business decision to do. I think he put up some pretty, um, I, I would say, controversial tweets. I think mm-hmm. there was like, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit much. I can't remember what it was, but no, I agree. Um, I agree that they were controversial. I don't agree he should have been fired because he had already apologized for those tweets multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were made uh, before he was hired by Disney, mm-hmm. and they knew about them mm-hmm. before Disney hired him. They only fired him because it became uh, this big publicity issue because all these crazy right wing people were trying to discredit James Gunn because he made tweets against Trump. Uh, so it's like a really, I mean, it's just a giant clusterfuck all around. Like, obviously, he should never have made those posts, but Disney, pro- I don't think Disney should have fired him. And all the cast members um, agreed of Guardians of the Galaxy. They all signed an open letter being like, the posts were bad. Disney shouldn't have fired him. We like James Gunn. Huh. Um, Dave Bautista was the angriest. He said, I like will 100% not do this movie i'll break contract if you like don't at least use james gunn's script because he wrote the script already for guardians 3 mm-hmm. and then wb hired him and he's uh, actually going to be writing and directing the next suicide squad movie what are we some kind of suicide squad <laughs> it's called the suicide squad and it's a reboot Oh, so they're going to do the opposite of what Fast did and just kind of add those and then eventually an and. <laughs> the suicide. The suicide, the squad. <laughs> suicide squad, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> um, well, I didn't actually know there was that big of a deal um, mm-hmm. with James Gunn. I mean, another thing is, I mean, the, the, uh, Vin Diesel is Groot, so let's see if you know he would be willing to allow... I guess he has no say, but would he be would he be willing to allow The Rock into another franchise that he is part of? I think the MCU <laughs> is way bigger than Vin Diesel, so I don't think he gets I don't think he gets a say. <laughs> um, but Hobbs and Shaw looks pretty good um, for what it is. Obviously, I think it's crazy that they're making <laughs> superpowers, but you know that's fine. Where do you think the the movies like the main movies go from here? I don't know. Like the thing is, I don't know how far they're willing to push like the real like the realism in these movies. I mean, it's very obvious they're introducing super soldiers into the mix. So are they going to bring Vin Diesel back and maybe they're just going to have it come full circle. Vin Diesel will become a super soldier and he'll have to fight uh the Rock, but they'll actually duke it out in real life. I doubt it. Um, 
I think I heard a rumor that at some point the series was going to go into space. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. I... <laughs> Are they going to be, like, racing, like, rockets? I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. Or just, like, a space car. <laughs> They're going to be an Elon Musk's space Tesla. They're going to be like, we need you to save Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think the other plan is they're stopping the main movies after 10. So there will be a Fast 9 and a Fast 10. Um, and I think at some point they are making a female-focused spinoff, like all the female characters mm-hmm. led by uh, Michelle Rodriguez. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think that they re- just recently announced plans to actually do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be coming along. And the last thing about the franchise, I think, is <clears throat> they made uh, U- Universal Studios um, made a Fast and Furious ride. Oh, I yeah. So that. there's one. There's one in California, and there's one in Orlando, and they're the same ride. Um, I think it's called Fast and Furious Supercharged. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I was there at Universal Studios in Orlando um, a little while ago, and I rode this ride. Wow, is this a bad ride? <laughs> Is it supposed to be like a like a Back to the Future type deal where you're sitting in seats and there's like a cinematic playing in front of you or? No. So um, the trend in theme park rides these days seems to be uh, big screens on both sides mm-hmm. of you and then like a car driving through them. So essentially souped up motion rides. Interesting. Okay. So in this one, you're in essentially a bus. The theme of the line (laughs) is that you've been invited to Dom's party. (laughs) And they've hired a party bus to take you to this party. And they have a video. Ludacris and um, and Mia are like on a video screen, like talking to the guests, being like, hey, we're getting the party bus. We're going to like, and Ludacris is like, Dom says that you're family now <laughs> or something. Well, then it gets awesome. <laughs> um, but the ride itself is so bad. It's just, you're, you're just on a bus. There's screens on either side of you. Uh, Owen Shaw is the bad guy in this. So okay. the rock I think is in some scenes, but it's like two minutes long. And, um, I just didn't get any sense uh, like it was actually a ride. Interesting. <laughs> As in not really interesting. That okay. So yeah. I mean I it, it's like... a very lowly rated ride, I believe. <laughs> Is that like the steps and when you and once you become a franchise, you like take off with this one movie that's a really low key, make like five or six installments of it, and then eventually get your own ride at Universal or Disneyland? I think so. Because yeah. Guardians so. of the Galaxy yeah. has a ride at uh, really? Disneyland. I, yeah. that. I mean, they're, no Star- they're, they're, Star- they're going to create a Star Wars land, I think. They're going to add mm-hmm. that to parks. At Disney World, yeah. Um, and I think Disney in California also. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, 
how would you rank the movies, the Fast and Furious Ooh, movies? How would I rank them? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, how would you rank the movies? Ooh, I mean, there's so many to rank. I think... I would put The Fast and the Furious as number one just because it was the first installment. Um, in terms of writing, it wasn't phenomenal, but it was always a very... It, it, it knew where it was at. It wasn't like... It didn't try to be too much, which is what I felt as you go on in the series. Um, it becomes a big problem. So I go The Fast and the Furious, the very first movie ever made. I feel like I need to specify that too because the titles are ridiculous. <laughs> then The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. I liked it because it was to Japan and the idea of drifting was really cool to me. I would say then... Man, this is where I definitely get mixed up. I think Fast and Furious 6? Um, only because... Is, is Fast and Furious 6 the one where they introduced The Rock? No, that's 5. Fast okay. 5. I would say Fast 5 was pretty good too. Because, I mean, they added The Rock and I did feel he was a good character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I don't <laughs> know if I'm going to bother ranking the rest of these. Because, I, I mean, I'm just going to throw in Furious 7. Because, you know, respect okay. to... Um, them wrapping up uh, and finishing the movie without Paul Walker. Also, just because mm-hmm. Paul Walker, I think that adds a lot to it. Um, I will say, Fate of the Furious was definitely very forgettable to the extent that I don't like. I couldn't rate Fate of the Furious or Fast and Furious Six just because I don't remember enough about them, and I think it just got a little bit more absurd as time went on. But that being I think said, that's, that's fair. Yeah. That being said, I'm definitely going to see this new installment with The Rock and, and Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Um, da, da, da. What was I going to say? I would rank Fast Five as number one Ooh. for me. Um, the shift to a high series really worked for the franchise. And yeah, they introduced The Rock. They had an Avengers-style thing. Uh, all the cast members. Then I'd go um, probably Fast and Furious 6. Then I'd go Fate of the Furious. Interesting. Maybe it's just because it's the most recent film of this that I've watched. Mm -hmm. But I remember it being like a fun movie. Um, I think the spectacle, they ramped up the spectacle a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just... Yeah, not many of the other movies have imagery that stuck with me, mm-hmm. but just like the Arctic chases were pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with that. And as stupid as it was seeing planes jump out of helicopters, yeah. it was hilarious to watch on screen. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, you know though, they they flanderized Tyrese's character though, and I, I wish I hope they reversed that a bit for um, the future movies. Because Fate of the Furious, he's just borderline incompetent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after fa- yeah. After Fate, I'd say um, The Fast and the Furious, number one. Mm-hmm. Then Too Fast, Too Furious. And I haven't seen uh, Tokyo Drift or Fast and Furious, so I'm not going to rank those. <laughs> um, I mean, I yeah, I would recommend watching Tokyo Drift. It's. I think yeah. After this episode, I think I will. It made me. It made me want to watch it. I think it's so different in the sense that you, if you didn't like it, you can easily just ignore the fact that maybe it's not in the in the Furious universe. I don't know. 
Um, you always, should watch Better Luck Tomorrow and get a, a feel. get a sense of Hans' early character days. Alrighty. Um, some other stuff for the series that I forgot to mention. They're making an animated show, I think, for Netflix. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they have this tour, this Fast and Furious like stage show type thing that goes around. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's pretty good. And last question. What combination of two movies in this series would make the best individual movie? Oh, man. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with, you know, Tokyo Drift and Fast 6. Only reason why is because you, or Fast 5, because you introduce The Rock. And I would have I liked to see The Rock just drifting in Tokyo. <laughs> with his with his funny lines, he can just drift on his abs, <laughs> or his bald head. <laughs> uh, for me, it would be Fate of the Furious and the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. because the first one was so simple, and the last one they were stealing a nuclear submarine, and I think <laughs> a good balance would be somewhere in the middle of those two. <laughs> I wonder if Vin Diesel ever realized, like, man, we're in downtown LA, but in about <laughs> 20 years, I'm going to be fucking stealing. I'm going to be stealing submarines. Uh, if you combine the movies, do their mm-hmm. titles also? <laughs> oh, maybe. the. F- so this would, it would be, have to be then the fate of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And yours would be... I guess yours would actually just be the name of the third movie because yeah. it's the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. All right. Anything else you wanted to mention about the franchise? If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to a serious series of utmost importance, the series. We will see you next time. <laughs>